Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, guys. Nick Wilson back here on Afternoon Drive. One hour to go. Can we make it? Two parlays in a row. It was a very sweet uh, Monday night in the uh, the parlay of the night. We'll get to that coming up in about 45 minutes here. Uh, the latest outrage facing baseball in Cleveland as well. But uh, the Super Bowl week is here. We're gearing up for Super Bowl 58. And we're going to have a man on right now that has a little bit of knowledge in the whole Super Bowl arena because he won one as a coach. We don't have to talk about uh, where he won that one. That doesn't necessarily matter. But we head out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and welcome on Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick. Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, it's always great to have your perspective leading up to the big game. And I guess we can just start here. Because you have that experience coaching in this game, what, is, you know, what was last week like, that build-up, that two-week build-up of the Super Bowl, and what is this week? Like, what are, what are these coaches and players, what, what's on their mind heading into to this weekend? Yeah, the real challenge as a coach, and you're really your number one job, is to make the week feel as normal as possible. Now, that's a tall order with everything that's going on. I mean, I'm here in Radio Row and all the personalities, every sports station in America's here, all the things going on of all places but Vegas. But the key is to get them into a, a routine where, look, guys, when we get to practice beginning with tomorrow, this is the same practice you've always done. The game, actually, once it kicks off, the game is the same game that you know how to play this. Nothing changes. Yeah, the outcome, the importance. Yeah, that's all. But that's peripheral. You got to try to get it to feel as normal as possible, as best you can. So it's really managing their away from the field, away from the meetings, away from the game time, because there's a lot of stuff going on. And try to get it. So, because otherwise they're going to emotionally wear themselves out. So it's really about the pacing, including the game. This is a different pregame. It's a different timing. It's a different halftime. It's 20 minutes. You have to actually practice. This is how we're going to differently do the pregame. Halftime, okay, we're going to do what we normally do. Then we're going to restretch. Then we'll have one last touch-up, one you know, quick uh, confab before we go back on the field. Everything about the, that part of the game is different, and you got to get them used to it so they're not anxious about it, and it begins to feel normal. Coach, do you remember any specific moment where you felt nerves either heading into the game or during the game? You know, you're always very aware of it, but it's what you do. I will tell you when I, the second I knew we were going to beat the Giants, and it's kind of odd. You're obviously going with confidence, but we, we were down in Tampa. was our Super Bowl, and we were practicing at one of those directional Florida schools, Northwest, Eastern, whatever. And it was a little bit of a time to get there. And, and so I, I, wasn't, I never had a lot of rules for my players. We never had curfew. We never had bed check. But I said, guys, one thing, 
I want you on the bus to and from practice. That's all I want. Okay, that way I know you get there, I will get back. So we get to practice, we do it. We're coming back, getting on the bus. I'm walking out of the locker room. Shannon Sharp and one of our rookies is on the, uh, in front of me. They don't know I'm behind them. And the rookie turns to Shannon and says, hey, my aunt and uncle are here. They're you think coach would let me ride back to the hotel with them? Now, that would have been real easy for Shannon to, oh, yeah, yeah, that's coach's job. Yeah, you check with coach. But Shannon was one of my gatekeepers. And he said, coach said we're going to and from practice on the bus. Get your ass on the bus. Right then and there, I knew, okay, my, my, my key guys, my Ray Lewis's, my Shannon Sharps, my Jonathan Ogden, my Rod Woodson, they're in charge. They got this handled. The players are listening to them. I knew right then and there we had them. Brian Billick on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline breaking down uh, Super Bowl from Radio Row here. And I am curious. I, I want to go through each team here. But can you give me one reason? And it can be the obvious reason, but give me one reason you think the Chiefs will win on Sunday. Wow, yeah, it's simple. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, when I, when I size this up and you look at it, and I've been visiting with everybody here at Radio Row, San Francisco's an outstanding team. San Francisco has all the elements it needs to win the game. But the counter-argument, I mean, you, it's real simple, and it's the same one. Look, San Francisco got McCaffrey. They're going to run the ball. They're going to chew up the clock. They've got yeah, the Patrick Mahomes. Well, then they'll play action. They'll be able to get the ball down the field to Kittle and Debo said, Patrick Mahomes. Well, defensively, they can put pressure on with that four-man front. Keep Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. He's kind of the counter answer. That's the one, and that's how magnificent this guy is. San Francisco has all the elements it needs to win this game. The key is, can you contain, or what kind of game is Patrick Mahomes going to have, and can you contain that? So with that, because uh, I, I agree with you on a lot of what you said about San Francisco, but what's the number one reason that the 49ers would win? I think they play their game. They do what we saw Detroit and Kansas City do in their games last week is that they chew up the clock. They do just what I said. They run the ball. They convert on third down. They put together a couple long time-consuming drives. At the end of the day, if the, if the time of possession is 34, 35, 36 minutes to San Francisco, then they got a chance of doing this. Put the pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and they're a different team now. More run-oriented. they got Pacheco. Certainly they're going to take their shots down the field, get the ball to Kelsey. But put Patrick Mahomes in the position that you put Lamar Jackson last week and, and certainly uh, that you ended up doing in the Detroit game, that you actually put San Francisco in a position where you feel like you have to catch up. And now they have to come out of that profile a little bit. Make sure you get Travis Kelsey handled now and, and put them in that position where they feel like they're behind the chains. San Francisco, that's their game plan. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I mean, they're going to run the ball, stay balanced, run, pass, play good, solid defense, don't give up the big play. If they can do that, chew up the clock, put, put uh, Kansas City in a mode where they, they feel they have to abandon their run game and now just put the ball up. Now, certainly they're capable of beating you that way, but that would be the formula for San Francisco. Coach, looking to the uh, coaching matchup here, Andy Reid, I don't know why this blew my mind. 25 years in the NFL as a head coach. You've talked with on this very show about the grind of coaching. How, like, what, what prepares a man and what allows a man to be a head coach in the NFL for a quarter century? What do you have to have to be able to achieve that, fa- that feat? Well, you have to have a great deal of confidence in what you're doing and the ability to delegate. 
and he's done a great job. He's had some great coaches, obviously had some great players, but he's created a structure that adapts itself. That you, that you look at Steve Spagnola on the defensive side, and that defense, their ability to adapt to, if you're a team that runs the football 45 times a game, they got an answer for you. If you're a team that wants to throw it 45 times a game, they got an answer for you. Obviously, offensively, the tran- transition from the high flying up the field to Hill, Travis Kelsey to now, no, we're going to run the ball more with Pacheco. Um, that ability to adapt, have the staff around you that knows how to orchestrate that so that you can pick, because it is a grind. I mean, I'm 70 years old, and Andy's close to that. I, I can't imagine keeping up with the grind, and it is a grind. So you really have to create that structure that allows you to keep up with a pace that you know is so grueling. Super Bowl champion head coach Brian Billick on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. If Pat wins on Sunday, three titles, four Super Bowl appearances, six conference titles in his first six years as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Again, this is all if he wins. I'm just curious, where does that rank in terms of all-time starts to quarterback careers for you? Well, as Ozzie Newsom used to say, it's in the same cul-de-sac. You know, it's always tough to say the greatest of all time, this, that. But clearly, yeah, he's on that path. All it now is a tincture of time as to how much longer he can do this to make sure that he solidly entrenches himself among the Bradys, the Breezes, the Mannings, that group of players. There's no reason to think he's not going to get there. So truly unique in the way that he performs in the big moments, is able to come up with the big plays. Uh, truly a unique and spectacular talent. Coach, looking to, and this is more kind of a generalized take, but I'm asking it about where the Browns are and, and you know, they're, they're rebuilding their offensive staff right now. When you were building uh, your first staff or when you were rebuilding your staff, when you would have an assistant leave or if you had to move on from a, uh, an assistant, you know, what was the most important spot, uh, a positional coach, coordinator, whatever, on the staff when, when you were trying to build a staff every year? Well, it's all of the above because it really does have to be an integrated process where everybody's involved. I think Cleveland has the opportunity now. I love Deshaun Watson. I love the way he plays. If, if indeed all the things that, that Deshaun's had to deal with in terms of the change and the off the field and then the injuries, if that can be behind them, I think they have an opportunity bringing an offensive coordinator to really wrap the offense in conjunction with Deshaun to make him feel like, okay, I have a say in this now, so we're going to put this thing together and and maximize the talent that we have here, what I do best, that's Deshaun speaking now, to go with that great defense and the great job that Jim Schwartz has done on the defensive side. I think they have the chance uh, in putting this together at a unique time right now to really make Cleveland one of the top teams in the AFC. So given what you're saying, we, we've had a discussion on today's show about the non-negotiable. What are the things you have to get right around Deshaun? So either schematically, talent-wise, getting him, like what are the non-negotiables the Browns need to, to give Deshaun to ensure this has the best chance of working out? Number one, obviously, is protect him. you got to protect him. He's got to feel comfortable in the pocket. And he's capable of making a lot of the big plays off script, certainly, and that's one of the, the, the secrets to playing great quarterback in the NFL but he's got to be comfortable behind the offensive line. Hand-in-hand hand with that, 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 now an offensive line that allows you to run the ball when you want to run the ball, to be able to keep that balance at your choosing. 
And so, to me, it, with Deshaun, you got the biggest element. You got the quarterback. Now it begins with the, uh, the offensive line and the ability to give him protection and create the running. And then, now, okay, can you put the weapons around him? Can you give him that? You know, I always say my receiving core. I want my, my receiving core to be like a starting five in basketball. I don't want all point guards. I don't want all big men. I need that guy to take the top off the defense. I need that guy at the intermediate levels that can play the basketball on grass, the high percentage. I need that guy that can, whether he's big and physical or fast, can give you the yards after the catch. I need a good starting five in my receiving court. Are you still confident Deshaun can be a top five or top ten quarterback in the NFL going forward? No question in my mind. He has the talent. He's done it. So impressed when he first came into the league and his ability to adapt and learn on the run. Uh, I think that is there. I think the key is truly getting all of the peripheral things that came in with it to get that behind him, to know that there's stability in the system I'm in right now, that that system's going to be wrapped around me. I, I don't think there's any question. Uh, and I don't know Deshaun. I don't know where he is in his personal life and all the other things that certainly are going to affect that. But that being aside, I think he's in the perfect circumstance to step up and, and be the quarterback that we've all seen him be at times. Coach, the Browns lost Bill Callahan. He's going to be heading down to Tennessee to coach with his uh, his son, Brian, who's the head coach at Tennessee. Uh, I'm shaking my boots a little bit. I, I have a soft spot for great offensive line coaches. Um, so in terms of replacing Bill Callahan, replacing somebody that we all love and respect here in Cleveland, what does a great offensive uh, line coach look like? What should we be looking for when the Browns replace uh, a, a kind of a living legend here in Cleveland, Bill Callahan? Yeah, I think it's, it, it's all the thing that Bill Callahan is, which is a tough disciplinarian that the guys love playing for. Um, and, and to get, because again, you're talking about a group now across the board, more so than any other group on the field that has to play in unison together, more so than any other group. Uh, and, 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 and you got five guys that have got to do that. So it's got to be a guy that obviously is fundamentally sound. Uh, one that can really, because, you know, alignment are a bunch of old women. They really are at the end of the day, and they're going to bitch and moan about this, that, and the other. But to be able to, to ride them hard enough and that they respect that, um, you know, that's what you need in an offensive line coach. All right, moving to my last question here. We had Mike Smith on earlier in the show, and we asked him about the idea, you know, he's been coaching in the Hula Bowl here, and I just need to know if we can get a brother-in-law bowl going where you two coach off against each other. It's a one-game-off situation. Can I get you on that? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Well, we actually, I coached the other side. Yeah, Mike pulled me in there. We've been doing that for three years. And, and, and I'm 3-0, and oh, by the way, just in case. You know, we are married to sisters, and I always tell those guys when we start, I say, hey, we're here for you. This is about highlighting your abilities, you young people with the hula ball. But if you think I'm going to go home and tell my wife that I lost to her sister's husband, that ain't going to happen. So it's, it's, it's great fun. We have a great time down in Orlando with those young kids that are all there to highlight their abilities. So it's, it's been great fun the last three years. Uh, congrats on being 3-0. and I would take 3-0 and against my brother-in-laws at any single thing there. Uh, what can you tell us about the latest with Signal Relief? Great, great product, really is. Came to me about six months ago, and I get a lot of things thrown at me. But this is the real deal. This is something that it's not a TINS unit. It's not a uh, one of those things that doesn't add any goop. You don't put anything on your skin. Uh, you don't put anything in your body. This is a patch. The thing I love about it, you put it where you need it. It's based on electrical signals, and that's all pain is. It's an electrical signal from someplace in your body to a brain. It blocks that signal that allows you to do where the real rehab comes from, to get your movement of your muscles, your joints. Uh, it's a great product in that regard, reusable, it's up to a year, very cost-effective. You put it where you need it. I'm 18 holes of golf, goes on my lower back. I get out of the pool like I am three days a week. It's my shoulder and my upper back. 100% guarantee money back if it doesn't work, but I promise you it will. You go to relief, uh, signalrelief.com, put in promo code COACH, get 20% back. You need to check it out. Coach, great stuff as always. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and I'm sure we'll have you on the future to talk about what happened in the future of the Browns we'll and all it. that, but enjoy it. We'll do it. Brian Billick on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Great stuff with him. we going to react to some strong comments he had on Deshaun Watson next on 92.3 The Fan. At 520, I kind of went through, you know, the fact that the Browns seem to be saying very similar things this offseason to last offseason. And the difference is, they I mean, they did fire Alex Van Pelt, but the messaging hasn't changed. Well, you always got to put your best players in the best position. And I think if you match up the 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 kind of, oh, it's a new offense. And I remember going into that first week of the season, Deshaun promised, oh, hey, you guys, you know, you guys just wait and see this offense when it hits the field. And we just never really got to consistently see it. And, and when I say the offense, I'm not saying they – like, Deshaun had a better season in his five games this year than he did in his six games the year before. What I'm saying is you never saw any of those sp- – I don't want to say never. You didn't consistently see the the offense as it was supposed to look. Spread out concepts and just opportunities for Deshaun to get the ball on the move, make unscripted plays. And instead, it felt like he was in a really highly scripted offense that I think aided his inconsistency. And I can tolerate a lot from any organization. I can't tolerate you not completely building everything around your $230 million quarterback. And there's a part of me that wonders if the firing of Alex Van Pelt was... I don't want to say a slap on the wrist, but a a a message sent to Kevin Stefanski of hey, yes, offensive coordinator, good for you. Um, that scripted stuff might not work. 
hey, the way you concocted this offense might not have been the best thing for Deshaun. And I think that serves as an important way to kind of think about moving forward with this. Because I think there are, you know, I thought uh, Ken Dorsey did a great job. It's it, A lot of his answers yesterday were kind of non-starters. Uh, they were very Kevin Stefanski. He just said them in a more confident way than we're used to with uh, with Kevin. Um, but the one answer that I thought was really interesting was him talking about uh, Deshaun Watson saying that he, Deshaun, is not a fan of scripted plays. One, as a coach and player relations, there's some things that are, are non-negotiables, you know, where it's like, look, this is the way we're doing it, you know, and I understand, like, if you, there might be some pushback, but this will help us, at the end of the day, this will help us win football games. And then there's some things that, you know, you communicate with them, and uh, what are you comfortable with? Where are you at with this, you know? Because there's the factor, yes, with the, if he feels comfortable with it, but then there's also a whole offense you got to consider with that stuff as well. So, you know, there's some things that we'll go through and say, hey, you you know, if you're not comfortable with it, we won't do it that way. You know, or there's some things that, hey, look, this will help us be better on offense. We will do it this way. But there's conversations to be had with in that regard down the line. In terms of that, we're not quite there yet. You know, there'll definitely be conversations of things like that down the line. But, you know, that's step 75 or so, and we're on step five, you know. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's something that he has a conviction about, then we'll talk about it and make sure we're doing the right thing for us as an offense moving forward. And obviously, a key part of the offense is the quarterback playing at a high level. I like how Ken Dorsey said the non-negotiables. There are non-negotiables. And by the way, there should be. Like, it's non-negotiable that Deshaun should have a say in this offense. How much of a say and which and where his say is heard and felt is really important. It could be entirely possible that the scripted conversation is a non-negotiable. I tend to think if it if it's causing the guy to start slow, then you need to figure out a better way to do it. You can keep the script. It's not about that, but it's about making sure you're giving him leeway within that script to, to get comfortable early in games. But I think there's this sense of any time you talk about, well, what do the Browns have to do for Deshaun? That in some ways you're, well, you're giving Deshaun a cop-out. No, we just know how the NFL works. So 216-474-0092. What are the non-negotiables in building around Deshaun Watson for you? Because I think this is the offseason where if if they don't pull out all the stops, and that means rip this thing down to the, the, the very uh, the basic building blocks of the offense, if they don't do that, it'll be a great waste of time. It just will. And that means four and five wide receiver sets. That means if you're going to use multiple tight ends, maybe only keep one of them on the line, kick one out. And I think that's a great opportunity for David and Joku to see more down the field um, opportunities. I I think how you use running backs, I think all of it has to roll up for Deshaun. And I think the Browns have done a piece milling. Some of that is the talent they have, namely a guy like Nick Chubb. I think the Browns have piecemealed an offense around. But things like on-schedule throws, it chafed Baker in years one and two. I think it chafes Deshaun. I think that's a logical place of, as much as you love to scheme wide receivers open, if it's if it's not helping Deshaun or if, you know, what whatever is causing him to not see the very basic throws that are there, you got to rip it out. 
So that to me is the number one non-negotiable. Number two, it's time to bring in more talent that that fits Deshaun. I think Jerome Ford fits Deshaun going forward. I think Pierre Strong fits Deshaun going forward. I think the kind of running back that you're going to want to use, one, a lot of speed if you can get it, two, um, just versatile. I don't think, I, honestly, long-term, another Nick Chubb doesn't make sense for playing next to Deshaun. But the kind of offensive lineman you draft probably makes sense that they kind of fit more of that athletic style. The, the Browns did a very good job with that. I'm just saying, like, future, make sure that every, every offensive lineman you draft kind of has to make sure he fits the style of the uh, the excessive blocking that requires when you have a, a quarterback that can move like Deshaun. Um, and, but I think where you really need it is in your playmaking weapons and the Browns tried to fit uh, Elijah Moore into kind of a role that didn't fit him as kind of that gadget player. Um, they also tried and tried again to get Marquise Goodwin. And this was not just with, uh, with Deshaun, this was with the whole thing. This was with Joe Flacco. It's with uh, PJ Walker. It was with DTR. They brought in the the wrong speedy wide receiver this offseason. They tried to they they had the emphasis on speed. They probably didn't have a good enough emphasis on quality. So I don't know Cedric Tillman fits perfectly with and that's the guy you drafted in the third round. I don't know he fits perfectly with Deshaun. David Bell, I don't know he fits perfectly with Deshaun. Granted, you don't just need a bunch of well well like Kansas City has, which is a bunch of clones who just run really fast. But anybody you bring in needs to have the speed component component if they're going to be in this offense with Deshaun. And the final one, you got to let Deshaun truly be a part of building the offense. And I know the Browns said that they had him in those conversations. It still looked too wonky this year. Doesn't mean they didn't. Doesn't mean they lied. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying... You really need to make sure Deshaun is fully saying what he's comfortable with and what he's not comfortable with. And I think sometimes young quarterbacks can do the thing where, oh, yeah, 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 I'm comfortable with that. No, no, no. You really need to make sure that every single thing that goes in the offense is aimed at getting the absolute best out of Deshaun Watson. And I'm not saying that anybody did anything intentionally. I think sometimes Kevin Stefanski just doesn't know another way. I think sometimes, um, you know, Kevin's preference for things like the play-action pass, um, and some of this, again, is is the talent that you have, but Kevin's preference on uh, putting his quarterback under center, I've mentioned on-schedule throws. If any of that doesn't do it for Deshaun, and Deshaun says it, it can't be in there next year. 216-474-0092. So you heard Ken Dorsey talk about non-negotiables. There are going to be some non-negotiables with this offense going forward, what should they be? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.